live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O. Morning radio for the entire capital city. This is Alan K. Today with Jack and Friends on the Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, welcome in, Alan K. Today with Jack and Friends on a Tuesday morning. May f- Oh, no. Oh, no. Andrew's already messaged you on the uh, Rick's Eye oh, no. text line. I, I, Wishing I, you a happy May the 4th. I just realized. Oh, why can't this fall on a weekend? Yes, I get it. May the 4th. Do it. Good one. All right. You didn't. Also with you. Yeah. You, no, you guys didn't dress in your. Like, <laughs> for, for those uh, those Lutheran Jedi. Yeah. Also, <laughs> I uh, I thought you guys would come in in like the Princess Leia cosplay outfits or something for a day like this. No, um, I was gonna wear my Boba Fett hoodie, but apparently, like we're showing off the building today. I, I so guess. Well, uh, oh, well, I'll, dr- that, I'll dress that, nice. You know, with you though, I don't know. You've got enough hair to support a man bun. Could you just move it down and divide it in two for the Princess Leia? Side buttons. Is that like the only character you know to reference? It just feels like the most sort of demeaning to to say that you would dress up as. I, I mean, know. if you want to really delve into the nuts and bolts of my joke, yeah. Okay. No, I come on. M- m- let's make your. Have you ever thought about doing little like bunny ears or something with the hair? No. I don't think you understand what hairstyles are the way you're trying to describe. I, I mean, I legitimately don't know what it's like to have hair on the, that place of your head. I'm not. <laughs> I don't. I'm. I know what it was. I knew what it was like in the uh, '90s, you know. But I don't. It's been a while since I've had that. Jeff kind of Maul could have done this haircut back in the day. Maybe. Maybe. Everybody, people. You, you know, I will always say. I will say this about Caleb's uh, man bun. People feel very emboldened to comment on it. Oh, they do. <laughs> There's just something where people are like they feel obligated to make their observation into words. Right. Right. They. There's. I mean, I'm glad people. Nobody picks out any portion of my physical appearance or style choices and decides to just really intimate they don't like them oh you're not wearing cargo shorts oh well i do get that a lot (laughs) i do i do get that actually more than you would think at the you know at the grocery store hey where's your cargo hey are those are those ones with the signature on no they're not no i have many cargo (laughs) shorts i have not signed all of them that's true how you doing today mark this thing's gone off the rails already. No, we're right on the rails. We're right where we were. I was hoping well, we would be. At not this time. not from the serious news guy side. Oh, okay. Well, we. Uh, I'm, I'm fine. Thank you. We do have uh, what chaps tried Wednesday today. So if you guys have anything for that, uh, you'll have your chance to get it off your chest at seven ten. As will the rest of the listeners. If you'd like to start preparing for that by giving us a text early, do it at the Rickstein Recognition Text Line four zero two four seven nine fourteen hundred. Facebook dot com slash LNK today. If you'd rather do it. The, the Facebooky way. Uh, that's your choice, too. Uh, coming up during the show today, we could not only have that, our morning drive, counting down the five things people are talking about, too. Top talk with Cop with Officer Chad. Uh, we got Lincoln Symphony Orchestra in their final concert of the season. And John Bishop is going to join us as well. And he will probably gloat because Creighton got the uh, the commitment of uh, the, the Shireman kid from Aurora, who was also looking at Duke and the NBA. So, um, and there's a chance he doesn't even go to Creighton. That'd be great. That would be a delight. 
be fantastic. Hey, you want to pass up that money? Come on. Come on. <laughs> Forget about it. So that's what we got Forget going on today. Uh, we, are, uh, we are looking uh, really straight at, uh, right now, a fall 2022 special session in the Nebraska legislature, as reported yeah. Yeah. by Mark Vale. Yes. Highly likely, if, uh, if everything falls the way it appears it will, with Roe v. Wade, decision of the Supreme Court, that probably will come right at the end of June. That's their norm. I mean, their mm-hmm. the session uh, ends in June. It'll be the least dramatic uh, uh, <laughs> dropping of a yeah. major landmark Supreme what, Court decision ever. Right. But it's gonna, also going to be shortly after our uh, special election in Nebraska, just as by way of reference. Okay. Um, yeah, it. Mike Hilgers has already said he would work with the governor. Uh, Senator Joni Albright uh, wants one. She's meeting with uh, other legislators to possibly modify a little bit her bill that got filibustered, the um, endangered uh, medical act. I can't even right. remember. But, well, I, and, and by the way, just as a, a reminder, you know, this this didn't pass. It didn't get past the filibuster during last session, like what three weeks ago four weeks ago something like when that, yeah. when that was uh when that was happening so um an interesting question and as you said she'll be having these discussions she didn't indicate she was going to make any major changes but are there changes that you can make that might peel off a couple of those right. votes to keep the filibuster going is everybody or does just the existence of this decision at the supreme court level change some of the current legislators legislators mind and and what will happen if it doesn't mark it's interesting because this legislature some of whom would have been done essentially right Right. because you've got an election in between it this legislature will get back together for one final time uh before they would switch over and the new senators some new some not would come in in january and they would probably take if it didn't work out for whatever reason, if they didn't have the votes in fall, you probably see it then again in some form right away again in the new legislative well, session it's, in it's, 2023. It's going to come up in every session, yeah, most likely, yeah, until it's point. passed. That's a good point. And signed. Yeah. And uh, Jim Pillen uh, came out yesterday. He had a, a news conference in Omaha with Don Klein. Uh, Klein endorsed Pillen yesterday, but he also said that he would he'd like to be the governor that signed that bill. So. Right, uh, and and I assume all of the Republican uh, front-running candidates would say oh, the yeah. same thing that they would be um, willing willing to do that. So, uh, and I guess just by way of background, we'll get more of of this in the sound off today. But a statement by the Chief Justice John Roberts does uh, clarify if there was any doubt that this was authentic. That is no longer there. It is confirmed that it is authentic. It's not someone someone just wrote up and put out there and made it look real. That said, it does not represent the court's final decision. They're going through a a process right now during this time where there's a lot of negotiation about individual sentences, adding more things in, adding some different things in, modifying some of the things that are said. And so that could still happen, which is kind of interesting because... With the leak, you'll see how the sausage is made in some bit. You'll have the original and you'll have the new one, if there are changes in it, side to side, and you'll see what, what has been changed in uh, in those two by comparison, what which would, normally you would never see. Correct. Uh, now, I wonder if there's a second or a third draft also that's been circulated 
and possible. And if that, and now with this out, you know, another draft may have have weakened this to the point, and and somebody wanted it out, or they were just trying to derail it. Right. Either e- either yeah. another either another yeah either either another draft exists, another one will come. Any of that, and you know, I've been thinking more about that league. Yesterday, I was I was sort of surmising, and and it's all speculation at this point that. You know, the idea was it was somebody who didn't like the decision that was trying to put pressure on the Supreme Court, uh, you know, protests going on, those sorts of things. And that certainly could be it. But on the other hand, there's also, you know, there's also a benefit to knowing and maybe you you could have figured out that it was coming down either way. But to see this language and knowing in advance, if you're preparing legislation or strategy after it comes out right to be ready, if you're a state legislature or you're, um, or you're in, in the House or the Senate or wherever it might be to sort of be ready right away with with the language or with what you think the language is to be the most efficient in changing state laws after June, July, whenever this thing comes out. And so, well, it's, it's, like, there's all this assumption. I mean, y- you could see reasoning. I can see reasoning why either side might be be the one who it's so in, in as much as there actually are sides on this whole thing right and it's already becoming a, a, a very large talking point in some campaigns uh, i mean it came up yesterday during the the voting going on in indiana and ohio i mean the, right you know jd vance was uh talking about it yesterday uh while the polls were open yeah so uh you know they're staking out their positions and uh it, it also uh believe it or not it does have a tendency to take the air out of some of the other news items uh inflation ukraine yeah, that's true um that's true all of that so yep you, th- there are yeah there are a lot of there are a lot of reasons possible for why this was done why was it done and how was it done exactly that we we still don't know exactly the but, the, the biggest problem that i have with the whole thing is is the the jump to the conclusion that this thing simply outlaws abortions period uh and and we'll, right yeah and that's not that's not, not, true. not the, the states case. states will still yes there's no there's no ruling that says the constitution prohibits states from prohibiting right abortion in this it simply says the the sub- substantive due process does not um require that states have it available as a constitutional right the the state is not limited by the constitution on this issue essentially is the ruling and and some states are already uh you know making it known that uh, some of the uh, i I guess you'd call them the more liberal states uh you know are are gearing up for a surge if if this actually happens right they're expecting more and more uh women to come to those states i mean you'll end up um you'll you'll end up with a patchwork of of states Probably generally red states and blue states, but I mean there may be some exceptions uh, in terms of where it's where it's legal and where it's not. So it'll be a state that has, or excuse me, a country that has states with widely different policies uh, on on this going right. forward. It, you know, assuming assuming nothing else changes, and of course we'll we'll talk about this in the sound off too. The Senate is is, is you know the Senate and the House will try and act on this. They won't get the votes in the Senate, not unless they do, uh, do the nuclear option. Um, yeah, un- unless they do something like that, but it's it's not even uh, assured then, right? It's not you don't have the votes, and then there's the question. I mean, and then we really get, you know, we really get interesting in terms of the legal stuff here. Does the Senate, does the 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 federal legislative branch have the authority to 
make a nationwide federal law banning uh, or, or, or allowing allowing for abortions everywhere. Is that you doing that under in, the Interstate Commerce Clause? They've got to specifically for the federal government to legislate. They've got to be authored. They've got to be authorized essentially in the Constitution to do it. And there are certain reasons courts have held that the federal government can legislate in these areas. Interstate commerce has been one that has been, you know, broadened over the years in terms of, of, of where you can do that. So that's another question. And that is something that is going to be coming up for not, not weeks, but years after, after this is over. So uh, uh, Chuck Schumer said yesterday, he intends to have something before the Senate within a couple of weeks. So. All right. The House has already passed similar. So Yes, that's uh, yes. Uh, all right. So hmm. what do you got going on, Caleb? <laughs> Just hanging out. Just hanging you out. Talk legal stuff. I was the lawyer yesterday. I'll let you. That's be the right. Lawyer you today. were you were you were the uh, you were the lawyer there. Yeah, find out some interesting history yesterday. What's that? Uh, did you know that, you know, the Titanic sunk uh, 100 and what? 110 years ago this year. Okay. By April 15th. It had a whole lot of uh, foodstuffs that was bound for North America. Really? Yeah. A bunch of uh, specialty mayonnaise headed to Mexico. Really? Yeah. Interesting story. Uh, but because, you know, the uh, communications were so delayed, uh, Mexico didn't find out that their shipment of mayonnaise wasn't going to be there until uh, actually 110 years from tomorrow. And that's why it's known as Cinco de Mayo. <laughs> Too soon. 624 on KLI. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it product availability just one part that makes o'reilly stand apart the professional parts people oh 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 o'reilly auto parts a look at news from both inside and outside of lincoln and conversation on how that news affects us here it's time for the sound off on lnk today all right, let's jump right in with the sound off. We've got Officer Chad coming up here in about 15 minutes, but we got plenty of news that we need to delve into during the sound off. Uh, we talked about it at the outset of the show, but of course, the national story really gripping everyone this week is the Supreme Court leak of the case that apparently would be overturning Roe versus Wade. We did hear from the Supreme Court in an official capacity yesterday. Let's get more on that from Doug Mazader. The court has confirmed the leaked opinion is valid, but they say it does not reflect the final opinion of the courts. Nevertheless, there have been protests around the country denouncing what many see as an assault on abortion rights. And the president said it underscored the importance of electing pro-choice candidates for the midterm elections. If the rationale of the decision as released 
were to be sustained. A whole range of rights are in question. And meantime, at the court, the mystery continues. Who leaked the draft opinion? Chief Justice John Roberts issued a statement saying this, to the extent this betrayal of the confidences of the court was intended to undermine the integrity of our operations, it will not succeed. The work of the court will not be affected in any way. Yeah, And just the other thing, I know I, I got on my soapbox about this a bunch yesterday, um, and Biden could be right about that, that these other uh, rights, and I think the one that probably is, is most brought up right now is would be the Obergefell case, which is, which is gay marriage, and he may be right, and we can argue, we can argue from a legal perspective whether or not the court should have been bound by precedent in this. The 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 term is stare decisis. I mean, you wouldn't have Brown versus the Board of Education um, if you if the court didn't do that at some point. Um, in some cases, they're more likely to do it with constitutional law cases. But the bottom line is, the the, the bottom line is, and and I can understand why people who uh, feel it's important that whether it be the right to abortion or right to, to gay marriage, all of those things. I absolutely can understand why they're concerned and why they're worried. But again, it, it, the 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 ruling is basically saying, hey, these things are not are not guaranteed. The potential ruling would say these things are not guaranteed by the Constitution under the doctrine of substantive due process. Or in some cases, perhaps some come under the equal protection clause, but that's what it's 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 not saying those things don't or shouldn't exist. (laughs) It's just saying with with what we've got, with what we've got right now, it is not under that portion of the constitution. That right doesn't doesn't exist there to the point where it would be a restriction on states. That said, it could happen in in all sorts of other ways. And, and so there's this kind of this battle within where you've got people saying, well, it's, you know, it's right that there should be these, it's correct that we should have these rights, right? That that's, that's the right thing to do. And, and again, that can be true, but it can also be true that the way that the constitution is constructed, it, at least some, some are arguing that, that it does not confer those rights through that mechanism it it would need to be done through a legislature either well you could i mean you could also amend the constitution um or or it needs to be done through a legislative mechanism at some level and, and i understand that's not comforting necessarily to people but you know to, but to act like this like the ruling here is so ob- like obviously out of left field i mean i think that's hard to do from from a legal perspective i think the i mean i think the best argument against it is that roe versus wade was well settled law and they should not have used stare decisis here they should or they should have used and, and followed it but you know it, it, i mean it's the catch-22 that we've got when we look at the courts as legislators right it, it, it would, and I'm not, I'm not standing up for the decision necessarily, even, mm-hmm. but I do believe that this area where they ruled in this area of substantive due process is because there isn't much in the Constitution to to guide you in these specific 
situations that were not really thought about by the founders. Mm -hmm. They couldn't enumerate them in the Constitution. That leads to, you know, a, a, a wide variety of interpretations on that issue, more so, I think, than any other constitutional issue by far. Um, the, the, those clauses in the fifth and the 14th amendments. So it, and, and, and I talk about it that way and it feels like I'm being callous to people who are impacted by, by this. Well, you're just talking, you're just talking the legal side of it. Yeah. But that, but that that is the side of it here. I mean, that's that because, well, I'm not going to go all the way down that rabbit hole again. I think I, I said what I, so I needed to say yesterday, but it is fascinating how much we've, we have adopted the judiciary as kind of a de facto legislature mm-hmm. in in terms of the way some people are are talking about this. Right? Is it? I I okay. I was just gonna say I just don't see a lot of people making. I see some people saying it was settled law, and that's a mm-hmm. colorable. That that is an argument that is to be had. But let's be honest: the rules around this, the the idea of stare decisis, the idea of you it, once it's ruled, it's settled law, and you don't go back. They're kind of gray too. Sometimes the sometimes the court sometimes in dissents they say should, they should use it. Sometimes the majority opinion does use it. Sometimes they don't. They're, it's being used more frequently. It does you during constitutional. There are some cases we celebrate because we didn't use stare decisis because the court was so wildly wrong in the past, um, especially about like like said race. You talk mm-hmm. about the board Brown versus the Board of Education. Um, yeah. So I don't know. It's. Um, <laughs> It's hard to talk about the civics of it, but also not sound like you're taking a policy position right. on it as well, I guess. Well, I'll just ask you, because you, you have had to look at constitutional law before. Is that made much more difficult because so much around one constitutional law, but politics, is trying to refer to a document that was written 230, 240 years ago when yes. things were very much different. I mean, and, and, and especially in this area where they were talking about the substantive due process, 14th, 5th Amendments, and you're extrapolating a lot out of, well, what is it, 12 words, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> the due process clause. You're, you're having to extrapolate a lot. It is not... It, 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 you know, there there are a lot of constitutional cases are, who I think are very obvious. It's a great guide, and I'm not d- disparaging that. But the way you, you, the further and further you delve into reading con law cases, you realize it's a bit of an imperfect tool mm-hmm. in some places, and it is going to necessarily have people with completely different ways of of interpreting it. And sometimes, yeah, it would be helpful. It would be helpful if you had a document that was a little bit more detailed on some of these issues, and especially when it comes to those due process questions. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. What else do we have going on here? Talked about that forever. Let's uh, let's see. Oh, another COVID surge. Okay. They're saying some of these places are seeing it again. I'm not going to get worked up. Don't worry. Um, but is that is this coming this summer? What's happening? Rates are on the rise here in the U.S., Northern Virginia in particular. The daily average of new COVID cases here in Northern Virginia, according to Inside Nova, has more than tripled in recent weeks. Federal health officials are predicting another summer surge like we had last year and in 2020. The two new variants were first seen in South Africa and that are now here in the U.S. are BA4 and BA5. They are fast spreading and we're told a prior infection 
infection does not provide immunity. The good news is hospitalizations remain low. Still, the rising numbers and the infectious nature of uh, the new variants uh, are highlighting, officials say, the need for vaccine boosters. Okay. Uh, speaking of uh, speaking of vaccine boosters, Pfizer is getting closer and closer to having one available for the uh, the little little kids. Yeah, Pfizer kids. saying it hopes to submit data by early June to show how well its COVID nineteen vaccine works in children under the age of five. Pfizer's vaccine is the only one authorized in the U S for children five and older. The company testing three extra small doses for little kids after two doses didn't prove quite strong enough. Rival Moderna wants to be the first manufacturer to offer shots for tots. The company submitting data to the FDA last week in the hope of showing two of its low-dose shots work for children under five. Steve Rappaport, Fox News. At least shots for tots rhymes and we can quit saying jabs like we're from some bloke from London. Right? Sh- enough, w- for- enough with saying the word jabs. This is America. Shots for tots sounds like when the dad put together the baby shower. <laughs> Hey, everybody! Let's take some shots for these tots. Let's go. Okay, we got to get to this. I know Fox had it on their news here. I woke up to reading this story about Dave Chappelle last night. Yeah, I saw that immediately on Twitter when I looked at it. I was watching video. It looks crazy. If you missed it, take a listen. Videos show a man tackling Chappelle on the stage at the Hollywood Bowl. The comedian was wrapping up a routine for the Netflix is a joke festival when the man got on stage. He was soon taken away by security and others who reportedly hit the attacker. The man was seen on social media video being carted off by ambulance. He's said to have suffered a broken hand and dislocated elbow. Chappelle went back out on stage, joined by fellow comic Chris Rock, who reportedly joked, was that Will Smith? A reference to the Oscar slap from Smith. Jill Nato, yeah, no, Fox get, News. Thanks, Jill. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to need some more background on that, please. Was it, is there not a video? No, there is video. Of, of, the actual, of the actual attack? Of the guy going up and... Oh, is there? I haven't seen any video. Yeah. Apparently, he got... Between people in the audience and security, he did not... Word was they were beating the crap. Yes, for a while. Yes. Yeah, exactly. What's the... Man, what's the... I don't know what the the background with that... Was it something he said there? Was it something in general? Did Will Smith usher all of this in? That's the next think piece. No, That's the next no. thing piece. Will Smith has made it okay to attack comedians. My column. No, that's okay. I don't uh, need to read it. Hey, he, we we've talked a lot about um, you know some of the uh, more controversial like free speech issue Elon Musk things, but what about uh, what about making money? What about making? Does he have some new ideas on maybe how to grow a little revenue? Meaning, you may be paying a subscription to be on Twitter. Well, some at least. In a tweet on Tuesday to his 90 million followers, Musk made clear he wants to keep the service free for casual users, but added there could be a slight cost for commercial and government accounts. Musk bid $43 billion for Twitter in April, and some speculated he might move the social media service towards a subscription-based model. Musk's controversial bid for Twitter was accepted by the board at the end of April and now needs to be approved by shareholders and regulators, which could take a few months to finalize. Ted Lindner, Fox News. <sighs> He's going to do something to screw it up i'm not even talking about the free speech he's gonna do something weird uh like that to to mess things up i'm afraid to try and keep it profitable uh last but not least all right so you know i i think there are there are uh, two kinds of people in this world right now in may of 2022 people who are um not 
all that excited about Top Com- Top Gun coming out in theaters, and then the rest of us who are planning on on getting to the theater, seeing that thing, fired up, excited about it. Remember the original Top Gun. Um, and so this is a little teaser for that latter group. Okay, now you remember in the original Top Gun, yeah, you, you had Kenny Loggins, Highway to the Danger Zone. You had Berlin with Take My Breath Away during the infamous love scene when he drove in the motorcycle and all those sorts. Well, we've got our song for this year. None other than Lady Gaga. Lady Gaga's song from the Top Gun Maverick soundtrack is out. The track is titled Hold My Hand, which is a soaring rock ballad that takes a cue from that 80s classic Take My Breath Away from Berlin that remained atop the charts following the original Top Gun release. Gaga teased the lyrics and then wrote how she felt writing it on Instagram. I didn't even realize the multiple layers it spanned across the film's heart, my own psyche, and the nature of the world we've been living in. I wanted to make music into a song where we share our deep need to be both understood and to try to understand each other, a longing to be close when we feel so far away. Michelle Polino, All right, Fox you want to hear a little bit of it? Right. I can see it's not Request Line Friday. Now, your prayers will be all right, there you go. That's all you get right now. Uh, I don't know if it's Take My Breath Away by Berlin, but we'll see. Could we have the song of the summer on our hands already? 62 take a break. Officer Chad's coming up next on KLIN. They done it. And now LPD needs your help. Crime Stoppers on LNK Today. All right, 656 LNK Today with Jack and Friends on KLIN. You, you're you in the group that's looking forward to Top Gun, right, Chad? Oh, absolutely. Okay, I would hope so. Yes, absolutely. I loved that show. I remember going to see it in the theaters, and yes. that was an awesome soundtrack. I wasn't a big Kenny Loggins fan until then. And then he did every, and then he did every movie for about a four year period. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, did. I guess he started with Footloose, and then it was like Caddyshack. Footloose. Was yeah, it was Caddyshack was, back it up a little bit there. Yeah, yeah, that that's was, true. Cat, I guess he, the Top Gun was more of the end of the run than the but beginning. But there are already some people trying to claim this new Top Gun is like the greatest movie ever. There are yes. Well, it better be. We've well, waited they, long enough. Well, they are trying. To me, that's just people going too much in the nostalgia of, I love the original Top, Top Gun, and I've waited for this one. I mean, uh, I'm, I'm, there's almost no I'm, way There's almost no way it couldn't disappoint me, honestly, now, with all the hype and waiting. It's going to annoy me a lot if it disappoints me, because yeah. we've waited for, what, three years for this? Yeah. But how does Tom Cruise look exactly the same? Money. What, what, Thank you. Yeah but, <laughs> yeah, but some people look exactly the same, and it's like, like, who do we see on TV? We saw Sylvester Stallone on TV yesterday, and, you know, uh, he's had some work done. Yeah, oh, yeah. He's had, some, he's had some serious work done. He's been hit in the face a few times, I'm sure. But. Well, yeah, that's true. Yeah, but he, I mean, he's... He looks youngish, but he looks a little different, right? Tom Cruise just looks the same. Well, it's kind of weird. You, but So, Tom Cruise, I actually just saw something on the internet the other day, and of course, everything on the internet is true. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yep. He is one of, like, uh, there are certain people that are born that have their front tooth that is directly in the middle of their face, and it winds up perfectly with his nose. I thought it was a complete scam, so I started Googling <laughs> pictures of Tom Cruise, and his his front tooth is right in the middle of his nose. It's it's just weird. 
So maybe he's some sort of genetic anomaly where he doesn't age? I, got, I don't know. Your family's going to see your search history. Yeah, you've you got a weird browser history. Like, hey, oh, but what's, I'm pretty sure I'm not on the on only here? one in this room with what's a weird browser with history. The, what's all the Googling of Tom Cruise teeth? Huh? Well, I mean, you read something like that, you have to research it. I mean, disagree here. Uh, I, I mean, I guess I am. Does I, that make him attractive? Is that the theory? Well, not to me. Oh, I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I mean, look, I mean, we can. No, I we're all comfortable it, here. I can say some, Tom Cruise is a very flash. Hold to the listeners. Do you find Tom Cruise attractive? <laughs> <laughs> I, it was. It was just one of those news feeds that popped up maybe on Facebook, and I was like, man, that is that's cool. Okay, I got to crime stoppers. We got a minute left. <laughs> uh, you forgot something. Uh, homeowner in the area, seven hundred block of Mulder Drive, uh, was home. Heard some sawing noises outside. Ran outside. Three suspects are out there cutting off his catalytic converter. Jeez. Yells at him, chases him off. They left their saws all behind. They took off in a black 2012 to 14 Hyundai Santa Fe with no plates. We need some help on these. Awesome. We, we are getting a lot of these thefts. Three saws all, too. Yeah. <laughs> we got time for one more, or am I out of here? Yeah, you go ahead. All right. Uh, this guy likes Huskers, Home Alone, and tattoos. Suspect at Costco goes into the store, steals... Oh, is it Caleb? Yeah, All right. Me. Well, no, there's no man bun here. Okay. Sorry. Uh, he takes off with four Sono speakers worth about $1,800. Um, really, really good pictures. No mask on. He's wearing a Home Alone beanie, got tattoos all over his arms, and wearing a Huskers number 20 jersey. All right. Okay. So. I have those Sono speakers. Good luck setting them up. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Chad. I appreciate it. com to help out. Yes. Yes. Very all much right. so. All right. There you go. That's it with Chad at 7 o'clock. Kale yeah, and Lincoln. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Time saver traffic. Live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O. Morning radio for the entire capital city. This is LNK Today with Jack and Friends on the Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. It's time to get it off your chest with What Chaps Your Hide Wednesday. Call or text the Rick Stein Recognition Hotline at 402-479-1400 to tell us what's chapping your hide. Ah, yes, you've waited all week for just that release valve, that chance to tell someone, to tell a listening ear, that ha- to have a listening ear that you don't have to worry uh, about alienating, about being annoying to. Uh, and then you can save the good stuff for your family. You can save the good stuff for the moms in your life on, on Mother's Day. You can you can uh, get a request worked up. You'll, your mind will be so clear you can get a request lined up for Request Line Friday, which is uh, songs that make you think a mom or a mom in your life. So that's where we are right now. Facebook page, Caleb, little uh, kind of 
slow goings this week. We're doing a very good Sign job. Sign of slow goings this week. It's because so, we're we're doing such a good job. We're getting someday. There's someday there'll be no phones, no texts, no Facebook posts, and we'll know we've ridded the city of Lincoln and the expanded listening area of all uh, of all strife, really. Mm-hmm. Um, and our job will be done. We'll just walk away. But that's not happening now because Debbie's calling. <laughs> uh, De- Debbie, Debbie's first. Good morning, Debbie. What's chapping your hide? My good morning, gentlemen. Before I go into what's chapping my hide, I will tell you that I have to agree with Officer Chad. I've always wondered what it was about about Tom Cruise's smile that was so strange. I had no idea it was a tooth in the middle. I always knew there was something with his teeth, but I thought, God, that is really interesting. So now I definitely will have to Google that. Does that make Tom Cruise yeah. more or less attractive for you? Oh, I've never found him all that attractive. What? <laughs> what, Debbie? Debbie with the oh. hot takes. Wow. Oh, I can't. Give me Kevin Costner any day. Come on. Wow. Okay. I'm not going to argue. All right. All right. What's your, what's your chaps today? And that kind of chaps my high, Debbie. But uh, nonetheless. You you find Tom Cruise attractive? I mean, listen. Yeah, come on, Jack. We, we can. I know what a. I mean, listen. I know what a good looking man is. I know I'm not one. And I know Tom Cruise is one. So Well, I think it's because of that smile that it has never never appealed to me. I think that's probably why. Because, yeah, yeah if, you, if he does open his mouth, okay, yeah, he's, he's attractive then. But he opens his mouth and, nope. Sorry. Caleb, do you remember when we did our celebrity crush shows? Uh, t- Tuesday Top Five. Did anyone have Tom Cruise? I don't think on Tom theirs? Cruise is very. Got a high lot on of that. John Bon Jovi from the ladies. We got a lot of. We got some Kevin Costner. Yep, yeah, Kevin Costner. <laughs> All, right. All right, All right, Debbie. What? Uh, what do you? What do you have for what chaps your hide today? Well, have you ever noticed when you get new and improved, whether it's hand cream or cosmeticals? Now, Megan would understand that term. You yeah. probably don't. She, she, you may have to ask Megan about that one. Yes. <laughs> Our laundry detergent, and it's new and improved. Yes. It's usually a lot worse than ever it was. <laughs> and less. It's never better. It's, yeah, it's less. It's never as good. It doesn't smell as good. It's less of the product and doesn't work as well. I don't understand why they do that. It's it, it all started know. it all started with new Coke, Debbie. You remember new Coke, yeah. of course. Oh yeah, God, that right. was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> so so new and improved to me is is a ridiculous thing, and I wish they just leave things the way they were. To me, that makes a lot more sense. What What do you think about the new and improved news guy here? <laughs> Who's that? Me. <laughs> no, it's, it's. I didn't know you were new and improved. Yeah. You're fantastic the way you are. Don't be changing, Mark. Come yeah, on. that's Vark Mail. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Debbie. I appreciate Sorry. it. Bye. Uh, by the way, Randy says he's with De- or yeah, he's with Debbie Costner, a lot better looking and macho. Okay, do I not understand what makes a man attractive? You know that would be interesting. That would be I- I- interesting is to get you know. Just to sort of see what the the perception of you know the the, the gender you're you're not attracted to in that way, but how you would perceive mm-hmm. that they are uh, in terms of you know attractiveness to the gender that or the you know, this is difficult to talk about in these days, but you know what I mean. You know what I mean. Well, I think part of it like for- if I compared a list of 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 like like my wife and I we had a list of like five celebrities and I had to rank them what I thought you mm-hmm. know she would think they them to be most attractive. I wonder how we would do in that game. Now I'm curious. That sounds like a I'm trap. Go be printing off headshots of uh, <laughs> of some of the most beautiful men in the world tonight. <laughs> that won't be weird. Um, <laughs> I don't want to look at your browser history. 
Uh, by the way, the question on the Facebook page was, so you don't have to bother mom about it this weekend, what chaps you're hiding. David took a, an opportunity to say, first, happy 20th anniversary to my lovely wife, Michelle. So, hello, Michelle. Happy anniversary. Uh, and, for, you know, I'm just past my 20th anniversary, too. So, hopefully, you can go through headshots of celebrity males and talk about how they attracted, how attractive they are. <laughs> uh, but she, he said, now for my chap. That our anniversary has been turned into Star Wars Day. That, um, yo, Dave, he got yeah, married man. on May 4th. Okay, here's the thing. Oh. Not that it's been turned into Star Wars Day. So, 20th anniversary. That means 2002. By then, the May the 4th be with you stuff had been used for more than 20 years Nobody already. did it until like five years ago. Okay, just five, ten it, years ago. Just because you couldn't use it on social yeah, media until know. five, ten years David ago. David didn't know. I'm going to defend David here. The I, first use of I this didn't... was in 1978. Okay, by only by a very small group of nerds. It wasn't in a like newspaper. A world, it wasn't like a world worldwide thing like it is now. I, I look get at it, you David. disparaging newspapers. That does stink though when your birthday or or uh, an anniversary or something gets usurped by something. You know, compl- I mean. I, I, it's not funny necessarily, but look at everybody who's got a September 11th birthday. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Or, uh, you know, pick January 6th or, you know, pick your, pick your date when you had something significant or if you just happen to be born on a, on another holiday as well. So Marcia says, uh, what chaps her hide is Jack dissing Star Wars days. Also, my wedding anniversary, and yes, we did that on purpose. May the fourth be with you. Oh, did they did? Okay. Yeah. Well, that's why I got married on June 16th. I can tell which two Nothing. of our commenters are not married to each other. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. No. Lori, Lori said, getting a great deal on a... You, that, that would be a good game where we just have listeners who are couples and we have the men. You know, we got like three of three of the men on one side and three of the women on, on the on the other side in cars and we try and guess who's married to who. Think about that for our ticket Thursday. It's sort of like the newlywed game on steroids. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Lori says, getting a great deal on used education electronic toy only to find out that the replacement batteries cost more than the same toy brand new i have had this before with many things the most notable ones that we all have it with say it with me inkjet printers i mean are you kidding me with those ink prices i finally said i'm done and i went with the laser printer instead of the the inkjet printers because i was so sick of it the ink i don't know where that ink goes i don't print that much stuff out i'm not you know well there's not much in those. publishing a newspaper out of my house but every time i go to print something oh you're down on cyan 37 or whatever it is and and then you go anywhere to buy it and it's like 80 bucks this printer costs 65 bucks it's it's frustrating but that can happen too uh joy says public women's bathroom that don't have a hook for your purse no way i'm putting on the floor ew (laughs) is that what the hook is for in stalls in ladies stalls do they only have hooks in ladies stalls not in men's stalls no there are some in men's stalls and that's typically for your jacket like your jacket yeah okay but that's not it's not even standard though i don't think what percentage of stalls in lincoln nebraska you think have hooks on them it's low. I'm going to guess 25%. percent Twenty five. I'll bet it's way higher than that in the women's. I've never looked. You, You've never looked in the women's re- restaurant? No, I've never looked. At, I mean, I've never. I mean, I guess I'm just getting out of business. I've never really like, checked out my environs, and, and I never wear a like, sports coat anymore. Thank goodness. I rarely wear a jacket. They're usually but, in the stalls. Yeah, I know. No, I think I, I get yeah uh all right peter says people have their car windshield wipers on high when it's only misting (laughs) 
<laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> I can't handle that either. The, find it, first of all, I'm gonna I'm gonna piggyback off of Peter's. There are not enough speeds of windshield wiper rotation. I cars come with what? Somewhere between three and five speeds. Something like that. I could use I mean the the perfect speed is always in between the presets. I'm telling you, I want like 20 speeds of windshield wiping in my car so I can really tailor it to the exact amount of rain because there's rain because there's nothing worse. You know, it goes too slow and you can't see, but it goes too fast, right? And you'll it'll sort of dry off and then it'll make that terrible like rubbing noise because it's not even wet enough and there's no there's no speed in between that. So yeah, when I get my new electric pickup, okay, uh, what's it called? I forgot what the name of that. The Rivian, Rivian. When yeah. I get that with the one with the 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 stove with top, the kitchen, yeah. I'm gonna ask a, a custom built twenty different windshield preset speeds. <laughs> That's what I would like. Windshield wiper preset. Speeds. I think I've got seven on mine. Uh, Variable intermittent, and it's also got a rain. Seven. Rain, I think so. It's also got a rain uh, sensor, so you can turn it on intermittent, and if you activate the rain sensor or wetness, it will. It goes, wait, it's like a custom according to how much it's raining? Yep. That's sweet. And then it'll speed up if the rain gets heavier and slow down. Oh, that is sweet. I didn't even think of that. I'm still 10 years behind the way I'm thinking of it. I put a bunch of the texters chaps on the press. Okay, sorry, I keep talking about it. Christina says, the fact I grid all the sweets in my house, and now I want nothing more on the planet than a brownie. Yep. All right. On the uh, text page, let's go to our new text line. By the way, thank you for bearing with us when you get the little auto text the first time that you text back. Uh, let's see. Panhandle Steve says, my daughter <laughs> Alexa is chapped at Amazon. I bet. I bet. <laughs> I have a theory real quick. Have you ever, have you ever noticed in, in, in Netflix shows, Netflix original shows, how many people that they have named Alexis in, or Alexa in those shows? Mm-hmm. I think they are designed to get you to turn off your Amazon device. I'm not, I'm like not even kidding with this. I think they have put more Alexas and Alexises in Netflix shows to get people to turn off their Amazon devices. Uh, Wildcat Martin says, you know what chaps my hide? A teenager who does an email interview with a popular local radio personality because he wants to go into broadcasting. No, it's a crucial component of his grade and yet does not bother to turn his report on said interview until his dad noticed he hadn't. And when questioned, the teen says he was too busy broadcasting sporting events to his high school, so he didn't get it done. Sigh. Uh, <laughs> let's see. What else do we uh, Tamara says, Amber Heard. Wow. Out, going deep in the Johnny Depp thing there. Mm-hmm. I haven't followed that very closely, but Gary says, chat my ad, bike paths down, chat my HUD, chat bike paths downtown. Bikes never use them. Uh, Mosh Pit Chad. Who's Mosh Pit Chad? Fantastic. Ticketmaster Feast Pearl Jam was on to something when they boycotted Ticketmaster and their greed. Kristen Olaith says, Chaps my ad, the federal government is even considering paying back college loans. If they do, I'm not sure anyone should have to repay anything. We like consolidated, my wife and I consolidated our student loans and re- refinanced that. So I think I think we're screwed if they even do this. Yeah, it, because you, you took it out of the uh, yeah. out of the fa- Swimsuit, check. Sunscreen, check. Phone charger, check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5hourenergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, 
That's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. All right, it is time to count them down. So let's get it started without any further ado with... Number five. Speaker, the legislature says he'll work with the governor to quickly call a special session if, as expected, the U.S. Supreme Court strikes down Roe v. Wade. State Senator Mike Hilgers uh, said a day after the draft Supreme Court opinion was leaked, indicating the court would overturn it, that uh, even though he prioritized the trigger bill debated by state lawmakers last month, which would have immediately banned abortion in Nebraska by ruling uh, this ruling if it comes through the court. Uh, that was blocked by filibuster as LB and 933, but he said if Roe v. Wade's turn, he's going to do what he can to get a special session. So, question is, is there any reason to believe that positions that were held by legislative members early in 2022 will change late in 2022 when this comes up again are we dealing with a significantly different bill are we dealing with a bill that's amended and changed somehow that could potentially switch some votes on this thing i think i think it would have to be switched it would have to be amended or or rewritten uh because uh, of some of the the major complaints of of outlawing uh, contraception even yeah there that part and some of those who who we're also concerned about the potential liability of of doctors and only allowing for an, an affirmative defense after um, a, a criminal prosecution was brought. That also uh, is something that perhaps they would look at when they do this again. Uh, I'm not sure, but the, the answer to the question that if if they do not have enough people change their mind, what happens next? Well, I would expect, uh, and Mark, I think you would too that. You get into the 2023 session, January 2023, and it'll be some form of a bill will again be brought. And probably, as you mentioned at the outset, probably every time that you're in a legislative session going forward until it happens. Yeah, and, it's, and so it'll be a it'll be a one kind of like when the you know when the death penalty was up every single year, right? And and it would have to be before the legislature uh, and maybe pared down to a point uh, you know that would be acceptable to enough. Yeah, uh, but to go in as far as as this one by Senator Albright this last year just could not get over the threshold. Yeah, and, and again, and, and perhaps there's something about the. The nature of, you know, with with this Supreme Court, Court ruling, that that in itself changes some minds on this as well. But again, hard to tell, but it seems very, very, very likely now, Mark, that this, probably this fall sometime, you will have a, a very closely watched special session in the state of Nebraska. One which is especially unique because it's one final time that this iteration of the legislature will be getting together because... After the calendar turns, you will have had a general election, and it'll be a different makeup. Right. And, and I, I don't know if it'll be a more beneficial or not beneficial makeup to the potential and spe- chances of this bill. And Speaker Hilgers might not be there. True. He's running yeah. for statewide office. Yeah. yeah, that's a good point. So um, there'll, be a, there'll be an attempt. There'll probably be, if it doesn't work, there'll probably be another attempt a few months later after that. Number four. The numbers are coming out. Uh, we've talked about it several times. How many people are switching uh, parties for the uh, primary? 
Nebraska Examiner uh, says about 8,400 have been picked up by the GOP, uh, either from uh, registered Democrats or uh, evidently from either new voters or uh, what do you call it? Nonpartisan. Nonpartisan. What you can't think of our name? I'm, I'm an, I have a I have a I have a name. Nonpartisan, independent. Come on. I was just having a senior moment. Jeez. Wow. You, that's what we get thought of in this state. I can tell. We can't even think of our name. Sad. Okay. And my ballot, I didn't switch parties. My ballot, not going to have like anything on it. Can't you <laughs> be like, just as an independent, can't you go in and request either one? So it's it, it's different with different offices. Oh. So, yeah. The, the gubernatorial so the, race is a closed primary right. for the GOP. So. Which is why, part of the reason why this right. story comes up is why do people do this? Now, what is the impact of this? Well, there are a few theories about that. Some might say, well, this is people who just want to get the most palatable for them candidate in. Now, I don't know who that is. I think the conventional thinking is that's probably Lindstrom of the gubernatorial candidates. If you've got people who are either more in the middle or or more to the left, that's the thinking. But I don't know. Maybe there's maybe there are some some uh, Democrats or independents out there who are big pilling guys, uh, or just think that's the best choice. Or they're switch. Maybe they like Thibodeau. Uh, or Thibodeau, but or someone outside the top three. The, the other, I mean, they're also. I'm sure within that group of people who are doing this strategically are also casting votes for Herbster, mm-hmm. because as we've said many times, that that is that's your best chance of of some kind of a hail mary for the Democrats in the general election. And it's still a Hail Mary, but instead of having the ball at your own five-yard line, you've got the ball at your own 35-yard line. Essentially, that's that's if, thing, if, the if the situation with Herbster stays as it is right now. But there's a lot there, there's a lot that could come out between now and November. Right. All I'm saying is, yes, that is a Carol Blood winning the Nebraska governor, barring, you know, Barring something absolutely crazy happening with another non-Herbster Republican nominee is it, the most likely situation. I don't think anybody would argue this is is Herbster getting through because of the way that the, the, the d- divided nature of the Republican Party here on him already, the potential of a third candidate, all of those things. So they may even themselves out in the people who have switched in this. Some who are actually voting for somebody they want to win, some who are actually voting for Herbster, thinking it gives Kara Blood the better chance to win down the road. We'll see. But it, but it, in, in some ways, it could kind of cancel. And I don't know how significant 8,000 is going to be anyway. Um, maybe. Could be. Well, in the, uh, the, the last really contested gubernatorial uh, general election, that would have been back in 2014, 8,000 voters would have made a significant difference. That would have been between 3 and 4% of the total vote. Yeah, I was going to look. I was going to look at the... Because Ricketts won by uh, less than 1% on that GOP primary. Oh, yeah, he did. It was 2,000... Yeah, it was Bruning. My goodness, this seems like a long time ago. Bruning, uh, yeah, 2,200 votes were the difference. Yeah. 57,000 votes won it. Bo McCoy got 45,000. Mike Foley got 42,000. So it went 57,000, 55,000, 45,000, 42,000. All right. So if it maybe d- it is. If it is really tight, however those 8,000 go, not saying they'd all go to one, but right. they can have an impact. Yeah. 
By the way, uh, Brian Sloan also got 8,000 votes for uh, governor in that Republican primary. I bookmark his name. My bookmark his name. All right, uh, moving on. Number three. Well, fundraising in the GOP uh, governor's race, uh, since we just came off the quarter reporting anyway, um, Aaron Sandiford in the Nebraska Examiner shows that Herbster gave his campaign another $2.4 million April through early May, received about 17000 from donors. He's given his campaign $11.5 million so far of the $11.8 million that uh, is total and has uh, almost $800,000 on hand. Pillano has got a million and a half cash on hand. He raised uh, $300,000 from donors, another $280,000 from corporations and PACs April through early May. Lindstrom, uh, quite a ways back, he uh, uh, raised $135,000 from donors April through May. Another 311000 from corporations and PAC. He loaned himself, uh, the campaign anyway, 50000 He's raised $2.5 million to date and has uh, almost 500000 in cash on hand. All right, so Pillen's sitting on the most money right now. Although, I think Herbster could change that if he wanted to again. But right now he's sitting on the most money for the last several, you know, for this last period of time. 50, Fifty grand. Lindstrom gave his his can his campaign fifty grand compared to the eleven point five million that Herbster gave his. Yep. What did Pillen give his? Not on there. I. Not on there. No, it isn't. Eight point four million to to date at this point. So total. So you're you're talking about total million raised today. You've got Herbster at eleven point eight million total raised, eleven point five of which came from him. You got Pillen. Eight point four million to date. So there you're at twenty million. And then you got uh, Lindstrom at two point five two million today. So Pillen and Herbster are dealing with either four or five times amount the the total total donations that Lindstrom has in this point. Uh, Yeah, and uh, and and by the way, three hundred thousand for Thibodeau total that has been raised. (laughs) So yes, you're talking about I don't know. Yeah, talking about a twenty million twenty million dollar. 20, 20, plus million, million, yep. 20 plus million dollar gubernatorial race. Carol Blood, Democrat, has raised 147000 today. Yeah, she's going to need to do some uh, fundraising during the summer, I, mean, I think. Because whoever comes out of that is going to have a lot of cash available. A lot. All right, moving on. Number one. Whoops, I skipped one. Number two. College football coaches pushing for some NCAA rules changes to help stabilize rosters that are depleted by transfers. The proposals would lift the yearly cap on how many players a school can sign and also create designated windows in which a player must either enter the transfer portal to retain immediate eligibility. Support for the changes, they say, is gaining momentum, according to Todd Berry, executive director of the American Football Coaches Association. Uh, So it's just a smaller window so they can do it? What what you're looking at one raising the cap on how many you can sign that that that's been an issue before. Um, the the problem that I have with that is in a couple of years you're no longer going to have um, the oversaturation of collegiate athletes that you have right now because of the extra year from COVID. Um, so that's going to fix itself. So you might have longer term ramifications of that as soon as you have not as many student athletes at the same time. Uh, now the transfer window, that's been something that's been talked about before, but how do you how do you keep programs from going in 
finding backdoor channels to talk to a an athlete who's not in the transfer portal yet. Think of that wideout at Pitt who there's a lot of reports that he was finding a way to have conversations maybe through some people with Lincoln Riley at USC. There is a lot of tampering right now. Um, so I don't think a transfer window or a designated time necessarily helps with that part of it. Just saying, oh, here's how coaches can know who is and isn't on their roster. Sure, that's one thing, but there's a lot more that the NCAA has to do to figure out the combination. Not that NIL on its own is necessarily bad. It can be abused. Or the transfer portal on its own is necessarily bad or can't be abused. But when you combine the two at the exact same time that you have an oversaturation of collegiate student-athletes, you have created a formula for there to be mass chaos. And that's what's happening right now, especially as you've lost your leadership on the at the NCAA level. There are a few ways you can fix some of that, or at least hold the tide for it, but I don't think the NCAA is really interested in fixing a whole lot right now. What if they just go back to everybody sits out a year if they transfer? So you could there 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 are there is a possibility of that. You could also do there are certain times that you can transfer and it's free. Um, being your coach leaves, or if you're in football and it's your position, coach leaves could even be that, or they're fired. So those are the typic those are typically the people you're closest to, or you are allowed a free transfer after your freshman year. We all know how yeah. how different things are after one year. Yeah. You still have your grad transfer, but everyone else would have to sit a year. Yeah, to me, building some things around that might be yeah, might so be a I think, real disincentive. Yeah, if you can find a way to stem some of the transfers, I think that holds back some of the tampering, especially for guys that are out there. Looking at being one-year mercenaries yep. in the portal. All right, finishing off. Number one. Well, today probably a red-letter day for shopping for Star Wars products. Woo. Single day demand experiences its largest bump of the year outside of the holidays. On May the 4th, uh, 11% increase in demand for Star Wars products on Amazon over the average uh, day the rest of the year. That according to Pattern. Uh, it's a global e-commerce accelerator. Products relating to Baby Yoda, The Mandalorian, and Boba Fett. Boba. Sorry, Boba. They experienced the most demand in 21. Boba? Boba. Boba Fett. Wait, have you seen Star Wars? No. You haven't? Nope. What were you doing in 1977? How have you not not seen Star Wars? The only people who haven't seen the Star Wars were in Star Wars. That's because they lived them. They live wow. the Star Wars. Well, I, I, I'll, I mean, to Mark's credit, I haven't seen any of them since the pod racing one. In Phantom Menace. That's yeah, okay. The pod racing one. So you've seen episodes four, five, six, and one. Yes. There is a lot of story. One of these you are times, missing. I'll get a full couple hours and I'll knock another one out. But got to get through Ozark first. <laughs> Sorry, they're not pulling me in more than Ozark is right now. <laughs> All right, seven fifty-five. That's it. We will take a break. That's your morning drive. Brought to you by Stonebridge Insurance and Wealth Management on KLIN. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. 
Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Alright, 11 welcome in. Whoa, my voice cracked there. Woo! Boy, puberty is really something. Uh, glad to have everybody with us on this on this Wednesday morning. And I really do mean everyone today because uh, a, uh, a group of people that I have been together with in the studio a lot of times is regathered in the studio for the first time in nearly three years. Yeah. I think We've been near, on Zoom for at least nearly yeah. three years. Yeah. Uh, Barbara Zock, uh, g- good to Barbara Zock Lee of, of uh, Lincoln Symphony Orchestra. Hello, Barbara, for the first time so in like three years. Welcome back. Person, you. Forever. You, you've had kids, you've had, or a kids since last time I saw yeah. you. You've, you know, we had COVID, all those sorts of things. So. And travel back and forth to Germany at least a hundred times. Yeah, back and forth to Germany. I'm sure you got some good Germany stories for me again. What I don't have yet is the German language just right under my tongue. <laughs> the pandemic did nothing for me being out and about <laughs> were, speaking German. Wait, were you people. learning? Like, like, were you learning it? Were you, well, were you trying to learn it? I, I am trying to learn it. I mean, if I'm going to shop, go to the grocery store, I would love to not have to have my husband next to me translating it all. Do you I've, use the phone thing where you say words no, into it and it I've comes just back? learned enough and so i i get by very i mean people are very patient with me and very kind to me and my husband is completely fluent um and soon my children will be i have a feeling as soon as they start having play dates which you can't do during covid if you don't socialize you're not with people on a daily basis then you you can't learn the language well i'd embrace the technology because they got apps you can just say it into the phone and it and it craps it out on the other side for everyone else it's a it's a tricky language um so it's i'm trying to get the found foundation of just the grammar and all that dry fear exactly same. There yeah. you go. That's about all you need. Um, well, and the other word, my my little boy's favorite word is Flughafen, which is which is airport. Oh, okay. He loves That's airplanes nice. and all things transportation. Yeah. So. All right. Well, good. Good to have you back with us in just in time to, I guess, wrap up the season, huh? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so, exactly. so we'll see you again in the next few months. Uh, but you guys, oh my goodness. So you guys have uh, Renee Fleming here as, as uh, part of this. And... Um, you, just to, for people who aren't familiar, I mean, I can tell, I can, I, I, I know some of the background, Grammy winner, right? And, you know, years, decades in, in opera, being one of the, the biggest opera, opera stars out there, you know, done non-opera stuff, TV stuff, sang the national anthem of the Super Bowl, performed at the Obama inauguration at the Queen with, you know, Elton John, Paul McCartney. Just to give you a set, I mean, Ed, we're talking in the opera world. This is uh, this, this is kind of the 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 super rock star mm-hmm. of the opera world of the operatic voices, kind of the way Luciano Pavarotti had become. Yes, but I think you know a lot of um, the times have just changed in terms of how we view people, and I mean, everybody gets on on social media, everybody gets now on television, everybody gets on radio. There, you know, so it's it, we have kind of just kind of flooded the airwaves and and people's minds with all kinds of things but if if uh um if you were to ask anybody in the in the music world and the opera world you know who's the great superstar currently living a literally a living legend you, you'd have to come up with the name renee fleming mm-hmm. she's incredible she's just mm-hmm. phenomenal yeah and, you know it's and it's not only as you you were saying just the opera world it's everything it's all mm-hmm. the uh uh the outside stuff the pop stuff she's she's so versatile about all that and she's also very much into like the science of the mind yeah. and the science of music which she's going to do a, a panel discussion 
on uh, this coming Saturday too. Yeah. So it's it's she's she's a, she's absolutely amazing and one of the most amazing musicians that that you can ever hope to find. And incredibly versatile. I mean, our concert is featuring. You know, we can talk about this in a minute, but the the first half one of the great great pieces ever written for soprano and orchestra, and then on the second half. She's doing just fun, wonderful stuff, and she is going to be on stage with this orchestra every minute that the orchestra is on stage. She's singing everything, and from um, from those who are familiar with Ted Kuzer's Winter Morning Walks, that set of poems that he wrote, um, Maria Schneider, the jazz composer, wrote um, some a setting of those poems, <clears throat> and when Renee Fleming found out that she was going to be in Nebraska, she insisted on having an arrangement made really? for yep. the orchestra. So a little Nebraska flavor here from exactly. the opera star. And you're going to get to hear this opera star sing this jazz stuff um, wow. in a very fun and different... Di- very, cool. It could not be more different than the first half, which is mm-hmm. deep and contemplative and... I don't want to say heavy, but right. but it's serious. it takes it's, you on an emotional journey. This first half. This is Strauss, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, Strauss. the four last yeah. songs. Right. Um, so you're gonna just get to hear her do everything, and then she's she's singing the diva, and you know I could have danced Rod, all night. I, for, Rogers you know. and Hammerstein. Oh really? Um, oh yeah. So I mean, just like a super wide range. Two shows of in stuff, one. You might say exactly. Not telling you how to market. And I have but. to I have to tell you that when I was uh, waiting for the program to come come about, I thought, okay, because it's it's vocal, and let's face it, the voice is a very kind of uh, uh, precious instrument that cannot take an enormous amount of wear and tear you have to have great technique yeah you have to be gentle with it and you have to take have good technique to get through it so i'm thinking okay i'll get the program and and they'll say in the program okay orchestra piece here orchestra piece here like put an overture from the opera or put an overture from a broadway show or something you know Mm -hmm. because usually the the singers then go off and they take a little rest they they have a little sip of tea with you know (laughs) they wrap their their throat in a scarf (laughs) Suck on, suck on a cough, a cough lolly, as they say in Australia. But not, no, she is a one-woman show. She's on from, as as Barbara just said, she is on from the first moment to the very last. Yeah. And if you like what you hear, keep applauding, because we secretly know that she has... A bunch of a couple encores. extras up her sleeve. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. good to know. Good, good, yeah. So just a little audience. That's always tip. just a good thing to assume. Wait until they turn the house lights on before you stop applauding. <laughs> you might get a little bit more. There you yeah, go. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, I, Ed, I don't mean to put pressure on you, but you better deliver here with yeah. this one. You guys... <laughs> I mean, I you, we, we get, when we get the A-listers in town, I will try just telling you, we like more of them, not fewer. Yeah. So, <laughs> so you don't want me? <laughs> you don't want them leaving saying. Just, I don't know who that guy was, but I, I'm not sure, going back there. Just make sure you got your song list right in the right order and didn't yeah. don't forget your baton or whatever other pitfalls there could be for you. We want just, your This is just we me. Want this your is shirt the, from tail, the community. Tucked in, zipped up, everything. Everything there. Everything in place. We'll, yeah. we'll, uh, I promise you I will do my best. Yeah. No, I do have to I do have to jump in and just praise Ed in this orchestra that when these kind of top tier internationally known soloists have performed with our orchestra 
I think they walk away a little stunned. Yes. Because they are used to being at these big orchestras and they do these turnarounds with, you know, like orchestras that play together seven days a week, 50 weeks a mm-hmm. year, you know. Chicago, and New York, come, Philadelphia. And they come to Lincoln and they're like, oh, small regional orchestra, this will be fun. Yeah. And then I think that they are just blown away by the heart and soul that our musicians put into this and for the musicians i don't want to say anything bad about the musicians in these great orchestras but they've got a lot going on and this is one more thing on their weekly schedule in a weekly schedule that's very busy and full of a lot of stuff our musicians have a once in a lifetime opportunity to play with the great renee fleming on stage and you better believe they are taking it so seriously and their preparation will be at the very very top and i have to tell you we just came off of a concert a week ago that was for me and for i know many of our audience members one of the most emotional journeys that we have ever taken our audience Mm -hmm. on in the concert hall And this orchestra sat on that stage and created that magic. And it does not, it does not escape them the powerful art form that they are participating in. And so they really do take this very seriously, as does Ed. I I couldn't agree with you more. And and I can just point out to, you know, whether it's Ben Folds or Joshua Bell or, you know, even recently this season when, uh, the Boston Pops had canceled, but, you know, they called Keith Lockhart from Boston and said, you know, we've got a pretty fine orchestra out here if you'd be willing to come and, you know, bring your charts out. And Keith came out and he just thought we were the cat's meow. He couldn't get mm-hmm. over it. So it's, and it's, I think it's a really terrific message to our community, um, that they have in their midst the opportunity to hear truly well-performed, well-crafted, and beautifully musical uh, performances of some of the greatest things ever written for orchestra. Last, uh, that Barbara mentioned, our last concert included a world premiere of a, of a young composer that just brought tears to audience eyes, and then we uh, concluded the concert with the big Beethoven Ninth. Mm-hmm. The audience just, I mean, they applauded for minutes and minutes and minutes and minutes after this. Yeah. So it, was, it was very touching. I, was, I am so so proud of this orchestra on every level i mean we have one of the one of the best moves we ever made jack was hiring barbara <laughs> who you know worked her way up from the from the from the bottom ranks of the orchestra administrative staff to you know She's my boss now, so I have to. Yeah, I, I, bet, I have to say this, right? No, no, no. <laughs> she, we we could not do it without her, and and with her leadership, the way she has uh, taken a board, um, and 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 honed them, and takes care of them, and the administrative staff, um, and our our friends of and our uh, uh, foundation, right. every aspect of the uh, uh, all the arms of this organization are incredibly well run. And it, it has become, for me, one of the most rewarding things that I do in my life. And so I'm just, I'm so devoted to Lincoln, the community, and this orchestra. The only thing I'll add into that is the uh, the interviews with me, uh, uh, the interviews with me over the years are probably the, the worst that better, I've ever done. Oh, no, 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 more. <laughs> you point out a lot of important things, but you can probably miss the, you know, the top of the list. Actually, I got to tell you, hey, Jack, that that's actually true. Yeah, to, I, 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 I can't imagine my life without Jack Mitchell. I just can't. Why, why don't you guys parlay all this great stuff? Get Renee Fleming to do like a residency here, right? Like, uh, what do we think? Uh, like a three-week run, uh, five and seven p.m. show uh, weekdays with the orchestra. You guys up if for that? If you want to help me raise some money, 
Um, now we're talking about probably her, into the seven figures at this actually, point. Actually, I do have to say that um, her team has been so, so wonderful to work with because her schedule is just jam-packed. Yeah, yeah, jam-packed. She's going, she comes Friday night straight from L.A. She's here Saturday and Sunday, and then Monday she goes straight to the next place. And yep. she is, I, you know, I don't know how these these artists do it because when she is here, she will be all here yeah yeah and yeah. i do i do want to just put in a brief plug she has done this collaboration with the national institutes of health and the nebraska or N- national endowment for the arts um and it's called the sound mind initiative and with this she has put together these panel discussions and so she, there are three um experts from lincoln and omaha who are joining her on saturday it's Saturday from 2 to 3.30, 1 o'clock to 2.30. Okay. Nope. Two Somebody to look at my website. It's 2 o'clock to 3.30. I'll pull it up. 2 o'clock yes. to 3.30. And she, 2 o'clock, yep. 2 o'clock. Um, tickets are free. It's not a performance, so don't come thinking you're going to get to hear discussion. her sing. Music it's in a, the Mind. It's a yeah. panel discussion. It's called Music in the Mind. And she um, will take questions. Um, and it, I think it'll be an incredibly interesting experience for anyone who is interested in that whole side of it. And then to hear her the next night right. in concert. So that show Sunday night, 6 o'clock, Lead Center. Go to lincolnsymphony.com to get tickets. Guys, I got to run. Good so to see great you. talking with you. So great uh, to appreciate it. And thank you, thank uh, look you. forward to talking. You guys work on that residency thing. Let me know if you get that. And <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll get, catch you next season, we'll I guess. <laughs> All right. Let me know when we're invited to Baltimore, Ed. Caleb I, and I will be there. Open <laughs> invitation. Go Orioles. Come on. All right. It's 825. We'll take a break. That's the Lincoln Symphony Orchestra on KLI. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah. That's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Yeah. He's been talking Huskers on the Nebraska airwaves for nearly three decades. It's Old Timers Day on the radio dial with former KLIN morning show sidekick, John Bishop. All right, welcome back LNK today with Jack and friends on your Wednesday morning, May 4th. All right, just get it out of the way, John. Just get it out of the way. Get it out of your system now so we can just go through and have a normal interview. All right, fine. Welcome to Creighton, Baylor Shireman. Oh, <laughs> Is that what you wanted? No, well, that, I guess get the other, get both things out of the way. Well, okay. I, I'm, you know what? I'm not. Gonna, I'm not. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna look out for you today. I'm not gonna say it. I'm not gonna say it because I'm a little verklempt. I'm a little. I'm stunned. I'm shocked. I'm. I'm disgusted. Quite frankly, we have a young man who played baseball in this state and was a really good baseball player and he got to fulfill a lot 
lifelong dream by advancing to the highest level of professional baseball. And last night, this young man got to hit his first home run. And some jerk playing for the St. Louis Cardinals grabbed that ball and, and tried to throw it, it to a, and tried to throw it to a fan and missed. Wow, what a what an indictment on the kind of training you get as a St. Louis Cardinal that you could miss that. What happens bad. when he throws home? Okay, so, okay, there's a little less elevation when he tries to throw home. Oh, here we go with the excuse. Uh, listener John Bishop is talking about Bobby Witt Jr. hit his first home run as Kansas City Royals. Oh, that was, that, that was hilarious. And, a cardinal, and, and, and it came back into the field, and the Cardinal threw it up into the stinking fountains. Okay, I'm sorry that the K is the worst ballpark in Major League what? Baseball. They could have put a little effort into designing that place. What? Not only is its location terrible, but you get inside that thing and it's like, hello, welcome to the worst place you could be. You've never even been there. <laughs> yes, I have. I thought you said you'd only been to one baseball park. I've been to two. I've been to I've been to Bush Stadium and I've I went and I watched oh, Moose. Saw, I, I got okay, a, I had so. a Moose Stockus jersey. You did? Yeah, I wanted to blend in. Weird. That's weird. Okay, so he's been to two baseball. Been to two baseball. Oh, that's time, that, that, that's exactly what I wanted. I just wanted to hear you two fight over this. <laughs> uh, uh, John, you should uh, just so you know, Caleb and I are negotiating a trip to Baltimore where Ed Polachek hosts us. And, and among the things we would do is go to Ori- an Orioles game, which Camden Yards may be my favorite park in Major League Baseball. Um, you can get in on this too if you want to, because you know that would be a weekend to remember. It would, and the baseball game would be the last thing you'd probably remember. Oh yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. Of all of all the things that you could do with Maestro Ed, yeah. Oh my that gosh, would be... hanging out with Maestro Ed for just a weekend or a week in Baltimore, Caleb and I are just—I I mean, it's something I need to do. On well, that baseball game, they're probably just playing the Rays anyway. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, and we'd all come home smelling great. <laughs> Uh, for months. <laughs> uh, oh, geez. Hold on. Okay, I got to ask you another question that came up in the show today. I want to see how good do you... Okay, the, the backstory of this is I was going on earlier in the show about how what a good-looking man Tom Cruise is. <laughs> I can't believe okay. you're this back. I was going on about uh, what a good-looking man Tom Cruise is, and a couple of the female listeners to the show informed me that I do not have a good sense of what men... You know, celebrity or otherwise are are good looking. Um, how confident are you that you can identify uh, as a as a heterosexual male? How how confident are you that you can identify good looking men with accuracy to what people who are attracted to men could do? Oh, I mean, I think we all. Can. That was like a loaded question. <laughs> in all it's a loaded. Energy. It's a loaded question. First of all, first of all, um, it, it, you know, it's. It's very kind of you to look out for Tom Cruise, all four foot two of him. Um, <laughs> Good but, looking four foot. But two, I though. get, I get why the ladies, you know, are attracted to him. I do, I do. But, well, they um, tell me they're not as much as I think they are. That, that was well, well, they were also immediately comparing him to Kevin Costner. Okay, no, like this would be that's really, unfair to talk. What if you gave? It'd be interesting if they gave all three of us a list, uh, like uh, headshots of say, whatever, t- uh, t- ten celebrities, right? right. And and, ju- and try and guess. If the females in our audience, you know, pulled, picked their favorites, if we could guess what the standings would be on that, I wonder how oh, accurate. Oh, oh we would wow! Be. In a, in an order of ranking, yeah, something like like just in terms of yeah, if they if they did order like how good would we be at doing that? 
That would I'm, actually be a fun experiment. Maybe maybe dumb debates today on your show, you guys can adopt this and, and take it a little further and see how well you do on that. And how well do women do for men? Well, what... That, what or, or, and I get... Or, Whatever. The way you, you could know. frame that debate would definitely be, does the tooth being exactly in the middle of Tom Cruise's face make him more or less attractive? <laughs> See, that's where this all starts. <laughs> not, not going all the way down that road. Because I have no idea. Like, who Like who do you perceive, who do you perceive to be, like, the ultimate, you know, of the gender that you're not attracted to, if there's only one, uh, who is, like, the ultimate good-looking I don't know. Is it still like well, the problem, is it Brad the problem, Pitt? I don't know. What are we talking about here? What are one we of the problems, though, we have is we got to look at it by by age demographic. That's true. Right? Because you know what you or I are going to see is going to be different from someone who's twenty years younger. It's probably true. Like and I don't even know who some of them are. Right. Okay. But I, but I mean, I do think that there is a universal. You know, you could you know throw up a few you know people up on the board and and you could you could probably correctly identify I mean, now as far as and, and that's the thing too is is tastes have really changed right. i mean you know and and you and you don't really notice it until you go through an exercise similar to this where you're like Oh wait, what? People don't like that anymore. Yeah, and you're like, well, wait a minute. Well, I didn't. When did this happen? See, I've been told overweight and balding is in in 2022. That's what I've heard. Who told I, you that? That's just what the uh, what I'm what I'm hearing. Were you watching Seinfeld? Hearing. Is this the episode where George goes opposite day? Is what what I'm, going on? That's just that's just what if you kind of read the tea leaves in Vogue and stuff like that, you can tell that's uh, that's where we are right now. All right, well, that will be an interesting exercise. We have to. Uh, we have to try out at some point. Uh, when when should Scott Frost take his uh, his unpaid vacation or his paid vacation or whatever <laughs> it is? Well, if you are tasked with scheduling that for for Scott Frost, five consecutive days off, where are we putting this thing, John? You know what would be funny is if they if they bet on themselves, and because I because it says it during the championship season. Right. Yes. So I'm assuming that that would include December if your team gets into a bowl game. Correct. Oh, okay. So, so let's say because um, everyone believes that the front end of the schedule is let, let lighter than the back half of the schedule. Let's say Nebraska's got their six wins by sometime in October. You could you could bank those days right, like in the second week of December. Yeah. Instead of instead of doing it earlier, because I can understand why you don't want to do it in fall camp. There's going to be a lot of things you got to iron out. You're playing a game early in the season, so you do you can't you don't want to serve it in fall camp. Then the next logical thing would be to do it during a bye week, but you know the the the, the timing of the bye week is kind of important to you. You know, are you out recruiting? Are you right? You know, doing stuff like that, and so in the in a perfect world, probably the best place to do it might be December. But then, of course, you're also you know recruiting. So I I, I don't know. I think I think that's something they're going to have to figure out. But I'm guessing it's going to be during a bye week. So yeah, I'm, by, there's a bye week between Oklahoma and Indiana. There's also a bye week between Purdue and Illinois. There are two bye weeks we could do this. I don't know. I just say take the whole Georgia Southern week off. Call it good. <laughs> See, I was hoping initially the, the the first report um 
were saying that the days didn't have to be served consecutively. See, it did originally I, say that. I knew it originally said that. Okay, Caleb, that, that's, Caleb, cool. that's cool that some reporter got it wrong. Well, some, I went and I read exactly what the agreement Caleb was. Caleb got mad at me because right. I said I had read that, and now you confirmed that I read that. In, it was incorrect. No, I, I, saw, I saw it too, but my, my, my point was going to be this. If it would have been that way, it, what I would have done if I were Scott Frost is I would have taken the first five Mondays of the season yep. off. Yep. You don't even have to show up for the press day. <laughs> because, because, exactly. You know he, why, does, he doesn't get to come up and get the great smell of pizza every Monday. Do you know why he would have done that? Because that's exactly what John did to use his vacation days every January during the NFL playoffs when he worked here. <laughs> that was your, that was your actual, actual plan. So you could stay up late on Sunday nights and watch NFL games during the playoffs. Yeah, yeah it was fantastic. It was a great idea. It was ingenious. <laughs> I wish I would have done it this year. <laughs> I will uh, notch that away for this next year. Yeah, yeah. You just uh, you uh, you just took two Mondays off. You're done. <laughs> okay, you're done for the time being. Uh, okay, so yeah, that'll be. I don't know. Do you? When it comes to this this penalty coming down with everything else with the NCAA and NIL in the background of the NCAA's sort of lack of institutional control there, do you sort of roll your eyes at this whole thing? Um, that that this they are they're putting the hammer down on. Yeah, um, I mean it's it's not you know a huge deal. Um, you know, I I know that you know the 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 stigma of NCAA investigation penalties. You know, it's always going to have that ooh. But you know, when you really look at it, um, it, it, to me, the you know obvious and everyone said this, but you know, to me, the more embarrassing thing is you you cheated air quotes and didn't get better. Um, but I also do wonder on a serious side. Um, because of the timing of all of this, if this if this kind of threw off the the early stages of the Frost Alberts relationship, because remember Trev was only on the job for like three or four. Oh, yeah, weeks. they had that press conference and he came and, in. Yeah, and it was very awkward. And you know, you get off on the wrong foot. Now, obviously, you know it's been water under the bridge, but you do wonder if it would have, you know, if it would have gotten things off on a better start. And you also wonder if. Um, if Nebraska's preparation from for Illinois was at least a little bit um, hampered by all of this, because you know you could obviously tell. I mean, Scott Frost did not play a good game of poker that day. You could tell he was very upset, and and it was something that you know was weighing heavily on his mind, and he was you know probably probably had to you know go see the dentist to get his teeth fixed after grinding him down to you know down to the root um and you do wonder if maybe that had something to do with um you know maybe lesser preparation for illinois i'm not saying that's the reason they lost but i do wonder if that did have an effect so that those are probably the more damaging things than the actual sanctions themselves uh but by the way just because i know it was a little tongue-in-cheek uh, John, but I looked it up because I was not sure about being able to bank those days for what would be the postseason. The championship segment is specifically in season. It's competition that's conducted in which results are counted for postseason selection. Okay, okay so so you can't do it in December. Yeah, I knew it was during, like, you had to be in your season, so you couldn't do it in the summer, well, just out of nowhere. But, yeah, yeah, but yes, it, it cannot be um, after Iowa, essentially. Um, now, now, but does that also include the, uh, the August? Because the season doesn't. So it's when the season you do starts, not not fall camp, right? Does it Correct. Game have yeah, to it, be played? yeah, it has to be when your season is being conducted. So Nebraska okay. gets, a, gets gets an extra week because they're playing week zero. But no, you can't do it in fall camp. 
Oh. From, from the way I've I've read what okay. is the championship segment. All right. So so yeah yeah it's got to be a bye week or you're sacrificed. Now imagine if this was a season where you didn't have a bye week. Yeah. It would have to happen during the week of preparation for a game. Right. Then my joke about Georgia Southern is probably what you end up doing. <laughs> I mean, right? Seriously. And then that's, that's and then as just... you know, the other team would use that as bulletin, bulletin board. board right. Say, they don't See, think... the coach doesn't even take us seriously. He's taking his suspension this <laughs> week during our <laughs> They don't think they need their coach against us. God, not nobody figures out to even accidentally get bulletin bulletin board material going against them like Nebraska does. It seems like over and, and, and then you'll get a Georgia Southern player caught on a hot mic saying, "You had a winnable game." Well, winnable game. <laughs> All right, last but not least, uh, since we last talked, Nebraska has added two playmakers uh, or players across the defensive line, Ochon Mathis from TCU, Devin Drew from Texas Tech. How much does this, and I know you don't know everything about these players, um, but the fact that they were you know, starters, contributors, successful in the Big 12, just how much does that change how you look at this defense right now post-spring? Well, it, it, I mean, it definitely helps. I've long said Nebraska has to have better pass rush um, because that's where you get splash plays and that's where you generate turnovers. And so when you bring in someone who's got the skills to rush from the edge, that's going to help. And I, I also think it's going to help with with guys like Garrett Nelson, Caleb Tanner, um, you know, Blaze Gunnerson, Jamari Butler, those guys who were, you know, who were going to play those spots anyway. And we saw how good a spring you know, as as much as we could see of it, that that Garrett Nelson had, and how much of a leadership role he's taken on the team, I, I, I like the trickle down effect, right? Where it, you know, you add another player, it makes everybody better. Mm. And you know, I, not that not that you know, losing Casey Rogers isn't a big deal because I do think it is based on his experience. But you know, if if things go as well as you hope, you know, Nebraska could still come out ahead on all of this. Um, and, and they're still looking, by the way, at a couple more defensive players um, in the transfer portal. So, yeah, these are two good pickups. They really are. Uh, obviously, Mathis was the number one target. Huge, huge deal for Nebraska to get. You know, he's out there boasting about getting 15 sacks, which, by the way, would be a school record. Um, Ooh, I don't so, even know who has that record. Man, that's good. Ah, you don't, okay, it is, it is two people. Two people hold, hold the single-season School record, and by the Jeez. way, bowl games do not count. Uh, well, man, Tomich? No. Uh, one, one is from gosh, almost forty years ago. Oh, okay, we'll forget that one then. And the other is somebody who has a significant role in the athletic department. Oh, Trev. Yeah, Trev. So Trev Alberts had fifteen sacks his senior year, and Jim Scow had fifteen Jim sacks Scow. in nineteen eighty-five. Jim Scow, and, and the thing is. It doesn't count Trev's, what do you have, two and a half or three sacks against Charlie Ward in the bowl game? Those don't count. Okay. All right. So that, so, so, so Trev actually had upwards of 18 sacks there. And he would have got three more against Oklahoma if he didn't hurt his elbow. But, you know. Probably. We well, yeah, Oklahoma didn't pass it as much. But, yeah, he would probably had a couple more. All right, John, have a great show today on 1620 The Zone. We will talk to you next week post-election. Have a good one. All right. <laughs> John Bishop, 1620 Zone. If I wrap up the show after this on KLIS. Waking up the capital city with the help of Nitro Cold Brew Coffee from Broken Rail Beverage Company. This is 1499.3 KLIS.